Hey, how you doing there, buddy? Uh, how you doing there? You got any uh, whiskey on that ship? I'm going to need whiskey. Off of, all right, cut it. But, no, I want to do a different one. You ready? I'm going to do a okay. better one. Uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna do a better one, and sure. it's gonna. This is gonna be the one that we're gonna use. All right. Okay. Yep. You got rid of. You stopped the other one. We're not Absolutely. doing that one anymore. Absolutely. That's right, definitely his, not his on the voice. Ready? Okay. Ready? Here we go. All right. You come to me. On oh this, wait a minute. Day, Hold on. <laughs> the day of my daughter's Bill. wedding, and you ask me if I can let you park your ship in my port, and then okay. you want my. You want me to get my guys to unload. I don't know. I don't know if this is cargo? the one. You want me to get my guys on my daughter's wedding day to unload your cargo from your ship? Not sure what you're doing. And distribute it by way of uh, by way of steamship. You're doing wait, Dave wait, Russo, wait. Robert De Niro face. <laughs> yeah, Marlon Brando. All right, let's let's cut it one more time, and then we're gonna. Oh use yeah, no, this it's one. You ready? It's gone. It's out. Yep. All right, you ready? Oh, it's unbelievable. That's such a okay. big boat. You got over there. That was so stupid. Oh, what it's is not... this? How did you even get that boat under the bridge? I don't no. get it. No. Vafangula. All right. Well, hey, they're not it's all winners, fun. folks. <laughs> At least two of those were winners, I think. Hey, Billy, let me ask you a question. Today's film, do you know where it takes place? On the waterfront. What? <laughs> it's very literal. It happens right there. We gotta get to the water. Well, it's, we're already there. All right, we'll start the movie. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the WSBK Movie Loft. Boys and me. girls, show your union cards before you start the film. We're here. It's uh, We're up in the balcony today. Sean Sullivan joined, as always, remotely. Remotely. Uh, because far away. Billy has come down with a case of close contact. Close contact. And who's that contact? I don't it's want to talk damn... about it. Why would you even bring this up? Ooh, my wife has dance. become my wife has become one of the infected. She's one of, the, it's one only, of the undead. It's a matter of moments before she turns. Oh, you got to put. And a I have to shoot her in no, the head. You, you got to shoot him in the head, Sean. I'm led to believe you or can at put least them sever the brain stem. You can you can tether them down somehow. That's farcical. And then do when that. they are working on a cure, and then when the cure comes, you can, are we talking you can bring Shaun her back of the dead to life. Type cure. She gonna play video games with me at some point. I mean, does she? Because she doesn't now. now. Yeah, she doesn't I didn't now. Think so. She can't play piano now. Is what I'm saying. Oh Jesus! I thought you. Oh. What do you, you got? That big grand piano in the it's living like, room. Yeah, I know. I wish. Hey what guys, do you wish you uh, had a grand piano. Hey guys, for? hit us on the Patreon. Hit us on the Christmas wish list. Give yep. me that grand Patreon. piano. Patreon.com slash Christmas with li- Christmas, Christmas, Christmas wish with list. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Christmas with Joe List. Oh, hey, you could tell me. Yeah, hey, the holidays have taken oh, good, a toll a on me, haven't they, friends? Joe List, who's never heard this podcast and doesn't yeah, even Christmas know Yeah, Christmas wish list. Uh, Patreon.com slash Christmas wish list. Dude, you're going to have to spell it out for the people. We got a C. We got an H. We got... 
Subscribe at the $5 elf level, and you will get our Christmas wish lists every December. Oh, imagine that. That's a we pretty f- good deal for $5 yep. a year or $5 a month? $5 a month. A month. All right. Month. That's not, gotta as, good commit. Of a, month not as good of a deal. $60 a year, and you will get our Christmas wish list. Do we still get something off the wish list after we send that, it to them? Or? At the $10 oh, level. The at the $10 level. Oh. The ten dollar a month level. Now that's we're talking one hundred and twenty dollars a, a, a year annual. That's forty dollars a quarter. A quarter, yeah. You'll you'll have the option to purchase an item off of the Christmas wish list from for us. us, and it, it'll be a gift from you, the patron, to us, the Patronians. The Patreon. That's right. Uh, the patronies. All right. You want to just start the whole thing over? Nope. I don't at all. All right. <laughs> We're in the middle of a snow event. I shoveled. I'm tired. I'm yeah, sick so my wife, cold. my wife oh, yeah. came in. My wife has tested positive, so I'm living in the basement. Bill is the in the basement. Again. He cannot. The balcony but is closed But I tested today. Off. I tested negative. She tested positive on Wednesday. That's, yeah. What? And, uh... Well, she was gone for the weekend. That's true. Her, That's and, right. her, uh, her and a couple hey, of her we friends hey, decided hey. to have a fun sleepover. Okay. All was. Right. Okay. Well, Jesus Christ. With all due respect. That doesn't sound very respectful all right, at I'll all. I'll clean it up. Hoe bags. Okay. That's slightly better. I it is think. better. Yeah. That's the name of that group text. Oh, the hoe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the hoe bags. bags. Yeah. And, and they all just... got COVID now. And yeah. they're trying to, because they're trying to kill Bill McMorrow. Well, because they don't care for the podcast and they don't care for the voices. I get it. Don't care for the attitude. I didn't realize that that was involved with it, but now I kind of support it. You kind of must have known. Now now I don't feel so. Before, I was just contributing to Patreon.com slash the whole bags blindly, thinking someday <laughs> this will pay off, but now it finally now you has. Now that it's a concentrated effort to kill. Yeah, to kill you. Now I'm in. Well, who are you going to get to replace me, Sean Sullivan? I don't know. It's anybody. Literally, literally any 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 human being that ever lived. Sully and Zolo. No. Talking films. Here we go. Sports Talk Radio in the morning. The Pats making big moves this weekend. Who's got it? Call us up. 555-5555. Oh, we got a caller on line. Hey, line one, how you doing? Talk to me. Talk to Okay, answer the Yep. Uh, can we can we maybe mute the 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 bell through the hey, audio? Hey, Sully and Zolo. This How is you doing, big, buddy? This is Big Eric down in Somerville. Oh. I saw the Patriots game the other day, and then I killed a guy. All right. Well, it sounds like you're a total fucking moron. So hang up on this guy. Uh, we're we're all about taking calls. Oh, good. George Bailey showed up. You are up. crazy on the board uh, today. Uh... Don't go there, Bailing. <laughs> All right. This is, look, hey. Unlistenable. Yeah, well, we just. crazy. Were... I'm COVID scared. We just, we were together Monday night. We both have survived a very, very traumatic COVID scare. We were together Monday night. You must have been worried. You must have been saying. Yeah. Holy moly. I probably got this. I probably got big C, the big C word uh, <laughs> from being uh, over there. Yeah. That's I got the, the big only, C from coming over your house. The only the only big C that matters, the novel coronavirus. <laughs> the rest of them are all fucking whatever. Take a shit and you'll be fine. I got the C word. Uh, I, 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 you're not worried, but you should be worried as my lawyers are now uh, 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 
exploring uh, attempted manslaughter charges against you. Yeah, I, so, I, I mean, I don't think that you would shell up very expensive lawyers. I think oh. you would probably shop around and try to get a deal. So I'm, I got I'm quotes. Confident. I got I got three quotes. <laughs> well, you got to get quotes. I went on Angie's list and I got three different quotes. It would be it would be remiss of you to not get quotes. Obviously, now most people will take the low quote, not me. High quote, throw it away. Low, I take the middle, <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> I go, mm-hmm, no, no, no. I'm gonna, this is me teaching you a lesson on greed. Hopefully and it's always, I get the high quote third because I can do it to their face. Now, granted, they were the best. It was the law <laughs> offices of James P. Sokoloff, so I probably should have gone with them. I threw out the first quote thinking it was the high quote, but that was a low quote. They represented me on my uh, on my class action lawsuit about uh, mesh implants. So, Oh, did you? were you for or against getting them? Uh, I I said I wanted them. They said it had to. Be, I was I was begging. I was like, please, <laughs> I I need more stomach implants. I need more mesh in my stomach. And they were like, give me another um, stomach. Yeah. So I want to no. go back for thirds. We've got to go back. Well, Sean, hopefully, what's up? Hope, I I just want to say that I hope uh, your mesh implants and your tummy heal okay. Oh, thank you very much. How'd the uh, lawsuit go? Did you win a lot of money? Uh, no, but I shit blood all the time. <laughs> so it's like money. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Turns out that mesh is two-way. <laughs> you think it's only one way. I thought, uh, put a mesh implant in your stomach, we'll get the nutrients into your bloodstream faster. Turns out the blood comes the other yeah. direction. That's that's really why the lawsuit. You know what? Nutrients in the bloodstream are overrated, I've always said. I think so. I think so. Just give me regular blood. None of that yeah. nutrient shit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like fucking test positive for steroids or something. I gotta have a glass of water. I gotta have a glass of vitamin water. It's like, come on. Obviously, with the water, vitamin water. You drink water. water. You don't strike me as a gentleman that would drink water. You look like uh, Doctor Pepper fella. Maybe a Mountain Dew. Maybe a Cherry Blast Cola. Coca Cola. You know I don't drink uh, the sodas. I drink, so I drink plain seltzer water and bottled water and uh, tap water. Sometimes I see you drinking those fruity seltzer waters. Sometimes you say I love a pole. Of, uh, I love a pole of seasonal. No, can't. Well, no, not lately. Those I love a twisted unicorn tears. I don't. Oh, yeah, that is one. I love but, troll sweat. Yeah, ogre piss. I love mystical is. unicorn berries. Yeah, those flavors were bad. I don't Those... like it because you can't guess what the fuck it is. And they taste like you go like, I know it says there's no sugar in this, but there's at, there has to be sugar in this. It's That's so just when they mix up all the remaining flavors. Mm, yeah, it's just the fucking... Uh, the dregs. What do they call it? A suicide? When you go to 7-Eleven, you take oh, a sip out of it. when you top. shoot yourself in the head in front oh, of the no. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> That's oh, funny. That's man, a funny joke for some of the people in the So store. funny. So I fell asleep. Well, that doesn't bode well for the listener. Look, if you're listening to this podcast, we're here. We'll pull up the other tab. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh, we're here. We're dangerous. What? We're here. We're here. There's got to be a rhyme that goes with that. We're here. I think you know what it is. We're here. But I think you're too afraid to say it because you're not uh, oh. secure in your sexuality. We're here. We're full of fear. We're here. We watch the movie Fear. Oh, I love the movie Fear. You want a fat finger bang you? Oh, don't do that. You're going to bruise your chest. Yeah, but then I can be like, oh, Bill beat me up. Do 
no and one's going to believe Spoon that. Goes, she'll blow me under the Thanksgiving dinner. Hey. <sighs> March 30th. Leave her name 19th. out. Nobody needs to know about you blowing. Reese Witherspoon? Who? Hey, what? Who did you think I was talking about? You know, about? they're her pieces. They're her peanut butter cups. Give them back to that lady. All right. That was so stupid that I think we actually owe people money now. <laughs> we do. Yeah. That's fucked, Bill. You fucked me over here. You really fucked us on that one. I kept telling you, I go, one of these days, you're going to say something so stupid, it's going to cost us fucking money, and now you done did it. <laughs> now I have to send 36 Sean, people $300. Sean, we're in crazy town. I can't hear a word you're saying. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Oh, you're I love butterfly. this song. Sugar baby. You should see the dance that I do to this song. I it's original. <laughs> come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. It's a very original dance that nobody else does. The night my children crossed my hips. I, I sang that song to my. Okay. The, night anyway. they, the night they were born? Conceived, conceived. Oh, that's better. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. The 27th Academy Awards. Fuck, dude. And you give me the... shit for the fucking Reese's bit? Hollywood. That crazy place they call Hollywood. It's out west. It's, it's in, in the Sunshine also State. in Florida. The 27th Academy Awards. They honored the best films released in 1954. Now, was that truly the best films? I don't know. 1954. Were we ever so young? Was it 54 or 55? What year did it take place? The Academy Awards ceremony took place in 1955, and we were honoring the films of 1954. Ooh, we do this every Korea, hot and fucking week. Oh, Korea was sexy. No, hot and bothered. No, they were fucking horny. Yeah, I don't think you know what the uh, Korean, uh, okay. Korean War was. Yeah, Hot Lips O'Hulahan, Radar O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, horny, baby. Horny. They were horny. Those doctors are getting it up. Getting it in. Sticking it in. Wiping it Get, off. Getting it wet. And then immediately performing complicated surgeries on wounded uh, prisoners of war. Ah, we have uh, today, we're going to mention some. And soldiers, because they mixed it up. They here's some. Treat here's anybody. some. Honorable mentions. Of course, these are movies that were not nominated that inexplicably should have been or not. Uh, here's the highest grossing films of 1954, Billy. Number one with a bullet. $12 million box office gross. It's I'm dreaming of having a stroke right now. Oh, it was White Christmas this White Christmas. Yeah. Classic episode we did. Cla classic episode of one of the longest movies I've ever fucking seen. A jerk off in the armed forces. Here are some. I'm gonna skip the the movies that were nominated because we'll talk about those in a moment. So yeah, we get uh, we have a space reserved for those movies. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Jul Jack Cousteau. <laughs> Jules no. Verne. Jules Verne. Yes, Jack Cousteau. No. Kirk Douglas. This is Walt Disney's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. That's a movie. Have you seen That's it? That's one of my favorite uh, SNL sketches of all time. You should look it up after this. It's Phil Hartman in, uh, as Captain Nemo, and they're talking about 20,000 leagues under the sea because a league is actually a, uh, a unit of distance. Yeah. 
and it has nothing to do with depth. So they keep talking about, how can we really be 20,000 leagues under the sea? And then somebody's uh, doing a Peter Lorre. It's all, ah, you're going to love it. I'll look it up, Sean. Hopefully Kirk we'll Douglas, link to James it on Mason. the website. Peter Lorre's in this thing. I might watch this. This has got to be on Disney+. Plus. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Oh, I bet sea. it is. It's a Disney movie, right? The Glenn Miller stories this year. Oh, Big Bird music. Uh, and then I die in a plane crash, I believe. Am the, I making that up? The Glenn Miller died in a plane crash, right? second version. No, I think. Is it the second version of A Star is Born? The set, yeah. I they think did one in the 30s. They did, one, they in did the, one in the. This is they've the done Judy. like seven versions of it. This is the Judy Garland. Oh, um, that she was in Wizard of Oz. Did you know that? I did. I did know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll talk. That'll come back up again in 1976, and then again in 2017, 2018, uh, 2019. Are those knows? just? Versions that got nominated, or no? All that I believe that is all of them. The next one is Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. This was like seventy-three, Jude, right? Judy Garland and another guy who early, probably, early oh, James 70s Mason. Look at that. James Mason having a damn year. Oh, look uh, at him having a damn year. Fucking James Mason, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. So, uh, Rear Window. This is the big one. Rear Window is the eighth highest-grossing film of the year. How did that not get fucking nominated? Not not for anything. Insane. Not a thing. I is it think because they were mad point, at Hitchcock? Mm, did he do something? I don't know. You you know what? You might need to read a book on Hitchcock and get the answer to this question. I will. It was nominated for Best Cinematography Color. If you don't think, I'll check Hoopla. But it didn't win. Uh, That's one of the recording. greatest movies ever made. That's insane. Yeah, it's a wonderful film. It's certainly better no, than... No, you're thinking of the other Jimmy Stewart movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. Uh, Grace Kelly. Rear Window, dude. Dude, uh, it's so beautiful. Banana Lands. So Banana beautiful. Banana Lands. That doesn't get... Uh, I bought it in 4K. Uh, Dial M for Murder is so again good. this year. That's another Hitchcock film. Yeah, that's is that Stewart? Uh, we'll, we can, no, we'll uh, Anatomy of a Murder, the Preminger one, I think. I'm thinking of. Uh, Dialing for Murder is Ray Milland, Grace Kelly. Fuck Ray, Ray Milland. Okay. Um, yeah, a bunch of other movies came out. Who's that Lost Weekend, dude? Fuck off. Have a drink. Blue. Shut up about it, you wimp. Shut you, the fuck you. up. Drink it up, piece you dumb shit. bitch. I'll punch you in the nose. piece of shit. I'll kick Ray your legs. Milland. Kick you down the I'll fucking stairs. I'll take you stairs. out of the knees. Dumb fucking bitch. leg sweep you. <laughs> Stupid piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Hope you Go take a meet in Ray Milan. Fucking loser. Kill yourself. All right. You uh, fucking took it too far. He died, I think, a long time ago. Imagine if he's listening to the podcast right now and he's like, well, well all right. <laughs> Sydney Poitier. That's and all Peter I needed was one person to give me the business. I'll be the number three, I suppose. And it had to happen on my favorite podcast. I apologize. Alfred Hitchcock was nominated for Best Director for Rear Window. Does not win. Billy Wilder, direct, uh, best, nom best director nomination for Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart. And that was not Harrison Holden. Ford? Harrison Ford and uh, 
Greg Kinnear and the, uh, Renee Zellweger. Selma Hayek? Um, I don't know. 1995. <laughs> What's that? Uh, yeah, Harrison Ford, Julia Ormond, and Greg Kinnear. Oh, Julia Ormond, the lady that I do not know. Yeah, who the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, the star of uh, Smilla's Sense of Snow. Oh, okay. Uh, Julia Ormond. Uh, pretty lady from England? No. I, I swear to God, I've never seen this lady one time in my whole life. What if she was my uh, right. my favorite film of all time? What if, what if that happened? Wouldn't that be funny? Ernest Goes to Camp? <laughs> yeah, what if she was in there? I love it. It's, it's the great. fucking counselor, dude. Uh, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Uh, movies, but there were there were five movies that were nominated, and one of them actually won the damn damn whole prize. I'm so mad now that I know that rear review. <laughs> yeah, what is it called? Rear window, rear view. I always rear window, it with rear view uh, mirror. Revenge of the Nerds. That's the one. Yep, because they both have panty raids. Yeah, and uh, rape scenes. <laughs> You're telling me. And the nominees. For the best motion picture, oh, pick up the pick up the excitement, please. The Country Girl, directed oh, by George you, you're Seaton. An ex-theater actor is given one more chance to star in a musical, yet his alcoholism may prevent it from happening. I wanted to watch this. This is Ben Crosby. This Ben Crosby, Grace Kelly. Bella. William Holden. This one actually does look pretty yeah, this good. Out, this came out. Uh, same, same year as White, White Christmas. Christmas, huh? Yeah, William Holden and Grace oh, Kelly are in oh, every oh. movie. Grace um, Kelly's in The Country Girl? She is, yeah. Sign me up. They, uh, It seemed to be he was the favorite to win Best Actor, and then Marlon Brando came and kicked his fucking teeth down Dude, his can throat. You can, can you control your gastrointestinal urges? I, I had a little bit of a hiccupy burp, and I'm I'm hoping that it's not a case of the hiccups because I will be oh boy, I'll be embarrassed. Holy moly! And you said it out loud now, so there's no way of stopping it. No way of stopping it. Grace Kelly wins be... Best Actress for her portrayal what is it? as the Country shaking? Girl. I'm bouncing my leg up and down. Stop it! I can't. Stop it! It's you a give damn, me COVID. It's a damn uh, a social tick. Social tick. Grace Kelly wins Best Actress for her role for in her. Country Girl. She beats Dorothy Dandridge, the first African-American female nominated for Best Actress. Dude. Judy Garland, Audrey Hepburn, and Jane Wyman for how good, Magnificent Obsession. How good does she have to be in The Country Girl if she did not win it for Rear Window? Because I, I, she is fucking excellent in Rear Window. Here's the thing. I don't know. All right. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. She had a, a heck of a 54. That's I'll tell you that much for free. You don't even have to pay for that one. I'm that not going to pay up, for any of them. That was straight up free. 1954, she's in Dial M for Murder, Rear Window, The Country Girl, Green Fire, and The Bridges at Tokori. So those are that's five movies in one year. Look at you, you little you Don't little minx. say it. She's my princess. You little minx. And then she only makes like two more movies, and then she's out, dude. She's America's princess. Uh, no, I think she's Monaco's princess. But... Yeah, but she is America's princess by proxy. Just like Diana, Princess of Wales, was actually America's princess because Grace we Kelly. loved her. We lost her in 1982 at the age of 52. Tragic. 
Oh, where did she get lost? Uh, she died uh, on the road that she drove in uh, in uh, to catch a thief. It wasn't a violent Those, coup. They weren't overthrowing the no, monarchy. She died in a car monarchy. crash, like uh, Princess Diana. Oh boy, oh boy! And she actually there's chase scenes on the the road she died on in that Whoa. movie. It's sad. To catch a thief, that's another Hitchcock, right? See, uh, that's Hitchcock, yeah. right? It sure is, probably. Okay, Sean. Oh. You're the guy that you've you bring seen a lot of attitude today, and I don't. Yeah, dude, say, I'm, I'm I can't fucking, say that I'm not totally for it. I I'm love a rude it. dude with a bad attitude. Yeah, it's a new year. It's a new Sean. Except it's the same Sean. He's just got a little bit more attitude. Your next, I think you're wearing Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. What next, are those? Your next nominee. Are those new glasses, Sean? From 1954, directed by Stanley Donan. It's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. The worst thing we ever watched without like any intention of like turning it in for like a hand job or anything like that later like was this movie. It's from 1954. It's called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. It's one of the worst. It's so. <laughs> my wife said she always wanted to see it. We saw it. It was five dollars at Target. I was like, oh, let me treat you, my lady. I plopped down, <laughs> plopped down a Lincoln, bought that thing. <laughs> and before we put it on, I was reading the back of the DVD case, and I was like, I was like, ooh, I'm feeling pretty good about this. This is the description that they give you. You know, it's like somewhere in the in the 1800s out in the Ozarks, there's seven brothers and they long for love. So they go down into a town that doesn't understand them and they find companions and they live happily ever after. I was like, ooh, all right. Maybe I will cuddle up next to the old lady, see if Shawnee Sullivan still got it. And then we watched the movie and it's actually about seven redheaded, inbred, dumb, retarded brothers. <laughs> They do nothing but drink beer and punch each other in the dick all day. <laughs> they go down into a town that hates them. Hates them. These people hate them. With good reason. They get in a drunken brawl at a barn raising. I didn't even know why they were... They, they had a barn raising. Drunken brawl. That, this movie pivots on a barn raising. That movie where Harrison Ford pretends to be Amish doesn't have a barn raising in it. I don't even know what a barn raising is. Just build the fucking barn. Why do you keep knocking it down? <laughs> Build one sturdy barn. If it can survive the gentle springs of the Ozarks, I'm sure it will survive the harsh winters of the Ozarks. Just build a good barn. That's all you gotta do. You won't have trouble from these knuckleheads. They grab seven women. They grab seven women. They throw them over their shoulders like Penelope Pitstop and Dick Dastardly, and they, they tiptoe back up to the little like moonshine brewery compound they live in. Somehow, and the movie completely glosses over this, they cause a 90-foot avalanche that blocks the only way that these fathers with pitchforks and torches can get up to this, you know, like, militia compound, like, log cabin they were living in. And then, over the course of one winter, through sheer psychological will, they mentally break these women down and force them to fall in love with them. And it's a musical. Moving on. Good bit. Good bit. The Kane Mutiny. Do you, you want to... Nope. Uh, the Kane Mutiny. Would you like to break it down? Do you have Directed any new tags? Directed by Edward no Dimitrick. The Kane Mutiny, when a U.S. naval captain shows signs of mental instability. Oh, I love that it. jeopardizes the ship. The first officer relieves him of command and faces court-martial for mutiny. Humphrey Bogart, Jose Ferrar, Humpty, Humpty Van Benjoy. Johnson, Fred McMurray. 
Uh, sounds like a good ass film for Humpty this sounds like, Doodle. This sounds like mandatory dad watching. It seems it like sounds a, like it, I mean a uh, dad film. Obviously, just because of the title, it always reminds me of Mutiny on the Bounty. What's that one? Uh, Mut- Mutiny on the Bounty. Take that again. <laughs> Mutiny. Uh, thank you. Mounty. You were adding extra innies into Mutiny. <laughs> Did I? Mutiny on the Bounty. <laughs> Mutiny. Mountainy on the Bounty. Uh, Humphrey Bogart picks up a Best Actor nomination. Another classic he face-off should. between Brando and Do Bogart. That. But this time, Pug, Brando, mug. Brando comes out on top. Uh, other nominees for Best Actor. Bing Crosby for The Country Girl, James Mason, A Star is Born, and Dan O'Hurley for Robinson Crusoe. No idea. No clue who that is. That's got to be on Disney, I bet, right? Uh, mm, I don't know. Anyway. That isn't Robin is Robinson Crusoe a Disney property? Uh no, it's a book. No, it's probably it's a Robert Louis Stevens book. I'm sure they made right. their own version. Who the fuck? Is that the same uh Treasure Island guy? Yeah, the very same. And probably other things. Is that the Muppet Treasure Island guy? Yep, he wrote Muppet Treasure Island, Robinson Crusoe. Is that the guy that wrote Muppets Take Me? Robert Louis Stevenson. No, no, he wrote uh The Great Muppet Caper. And your final nominee, Three Coins and a Fountain, directed by Gene Negulesco. All right, take it back. <sighs> Be more sensitive about somebody's Three dad. American The roommates. man or lady's last, last name, I'm not sure. Gene's. Three, 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 three American roommates working in Italy wish for the man of their dreams after throwing coins into Rome's magnificent Trevi Fountain. Who does Francis, it, right? a secretary at a government agency, sets out to win the heart of her smooth-talking novelist employer. Anita, her co-worker, defies office regulations by romancing an Italian who works Anita in the agency. Anita, man. <laughs> and office newcomer Maria meets a real Italian prince, charming and falls madly in love. Oh, that's a spicy The only meatball. thing the three hopeful ladies need to do is seal their fate. That sounds like dog shit. Yeah. I bet the fountain's nice, though. I believe that is... Sounds they, like it's a good fountain. I think that they turned that into a musical called... Uh, I want to say... F- uh, looking it up here. No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm dead wrong. Fuck, dude. That I was a wasted I'm 15 seconds. The stupidest piece of shit that ever fucking lived. It's I crazy that it took... My own life. Man, you're getting really dark on this episode, God brother. Damn it, I'm dumb. I'm a bad, bad boy. But the winner. <laughs> I call him in the contender. And the winner. Not a contender no more. You finally won, you fucking dock working prize fighting fat eyed idiot. It's on the waterfront. Directed by Elia Kazan. Hold for applause. Hold for applause. Hold for applause. Yay! Marlon Brando, Carl Malden, Lee J. Cobb, Rod Steiger, Eva Marie Saint. Uh, written by a guy, directed by other people. It's the story of time in memoriam. The, uh, uh, it's, it's season three of The Wire. Wait, that's season two, first and foremost. Season two. I'm such an idiot. Fucking. Fucking. Idiot! Shit! 
I'm not going to take it as dark as you went, but I really should admonish myself a little bit. But you really should follow through on what I said. You're you're a jerk, Bill. You're a jerk, and you got to do better Uh, next time. Originally written by the great Arthur Miller. Uh, It was then. Death of a Salesman, fellow. Death of a Salesman, married to Marilyn Monroe. Mary Tyler Moore. Nope. He didn't write the Mary Tyler Moore show for at least three seasons. I'm pretty you sure don't think. Arthur Miller did under not. a pseudonym. You know what? I can't be sure. Mary Tyler Moore. Here we're at. I can't be sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Ilya Kazan uh, gets it, and uh, he, of course, uh, in 1952, uh, ratted out eight people to Huwak, baby. What a cool guy. What a fucking chill ass what dude. What a cool fella. Just and then he chill and cool. He was just like, "Well, hey, fuck communism so much. I'm going to write a movie about how all labor leaders are <laughs> corrupt bags of shit and they should be stopped at all costs." So, a friend of the left, Elia Kazan. <laughs> <laughs> fucking holy hell. That is the one thing. This movie is incredible. Yeah. I don't when taken in historical context of when you think maybe like I don't know is this representative of all labor leaders or just these fictional labor leaders that you made up now obviously there is historically some level of corruption in the labor uh, movement but uh, it's a very strong uh, anti-communist propaganda yeah um, good luck to these uh, stevedores without the. I mean, it's just my. It's like fucking The Sopranos, dude. He's got like the old meatballs. Oh, yeah. I uh, so I always knew that Lee Cobb uh, is phenomenal. I, I could have been a contender instead of a. Now I'm a bum. I've always known that uh, speech. Obviously, that's a very famous yeah. monologue. But I didn't I mean, realize that, that is the the big takeaway from this is that speech. I did not realize that it was like basically a little uh, mini mob movie. I thought it was like a box. I thought it was like a boxing character study. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is wonderful. There's stuff happening. It's exciting. Uh, Marlon Brando stars as Terry Malloy. He's a former prize fighter coerced by corrupt union boss. See, right here on the Wikipedia, we got the goddamn. Is he corrupt or is he just doing his job, Johnny Friendly? No, he's corrupt. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely uh, corrupt. He's like mafia, dude. Yeah, thing opens up. We're in, uh, we're in like New York. We're on the on the where? Uh, on the L train? On the waterfront. We're on the waterfront. Oh, I had one thing to do when I <laughs> fucked it up. We rehearsed it so many fucking times. <laughs> we did it so many goddamn times. On the times. Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, on the take. Uh, on the top of the World Trade Center. So we're down. Marlon Brando's. He's which, by the way, wasn't there at the point, and no, no, you know, not now. And it was probably built yeah, with union uh, labor. Circle. So thank you very much, Johnny. Oh, Brandon. I think it might have been. Uh, we open this thing. Marlon Brando's farting around with a, a bird down on the street, and he calls up to a guy in a window, and he goes, "Hey, I, I think I got you a bird." It's hard not to do. It's, it's hard to do the Brando voice without being uh, offensive, and sounding like special ed from Crank Yankers. Yeah, I mean he's a he's punch drunk. He's so good, dude. Yeah, he's like really he, he fucking plays that character, like you know, like in uh, Streetcar. Just that, like 
Just like working class moron. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Blue collar dipshit who thinks he's a genius. I got hit in the head with a hammer. Uh, so he, uh, he's on the street. He's got this stray pigeon and he's calling up to a guy named Joey out a window. He goes, Joey, I got your pigeon. I'm going to send your pigeon up to the roof. And then uh-oh. I'm going to kiss it. If you don't come down here, I'm going to make love to you, pigeon. I'm going to fuck your bird, Joey. Everybody's going to see it. No. We're all going to take turns. Know what your bird's like. Remember how we play ookie cookie? It's going to be that We're with the pigeon. talk about how loose your bird is, both in morals and sexually. Last person to jizz on the pigeon has to eat it. Then we're going to snap its neck. So he sends the bird up, and then seconds later. Obviously, we're going to snap his neck at the end, right? We can't yeah, of let course this bird can. go Jesus on after Christ, what we've done to it. Um, then he sees the shadowy, uh, you know what? The shadowy fig go. is at the top of the building. And uh, he sends the bird up, and seconds later, those uh, those boys send Joey down. Oh, yeah, and, and they, they got the fucking the hats. Yeah, they throw him off the roof, and everybody's like, oh, no. And uh, what happened is Joey was uh, preparing to uh, testify to the Waterfront Crime Commission against Johnny Friendly. The Sabatkas. Uh, yep, uh, Ziggy, uh, the dad one. <laughs> <laughs> That actor who I always like in things, and he's never in enough things because he just he looks like an auto mechanic. Um, yeah. So he, so they, the union is taking him out. Union toughs, and uh, Marlon Brando is all distraught because he didn't realize that that's what he was doing when he sent the man up to his death. Yeah, real, du- real punch drunk idiot. And they're all well, looking. I thought at you him. were just gonna talk to him on the I roof. I thought you were gonna talk to him <laughs> and like you know like to be like, hey, come on, don't. Hey, don't do it. I didn't know he was just going to get hurt. I thought you climbed seven, eight, ten flights of stairs just to talk to him on the roof. And they look at him like, you are the dumbest piece of shit, but we have to keep you around because your brother is the number two or three. Is he the accountant or something? He's the accountant. Yeah, the gentleman, uh, Rod Steiger. Charlie. Gentleman Charlie. Uh, So he's kind of, he's like the brains, the fiscal brains of the operation. And uh, everybody else is... He carries the one, Sean. He carries the People one. need the one carried somewhere. Uh, he goes, I'll handle it. Everybody else is D&D, deaf and dumb. That's how they get by. Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons play and Dragons. Time, Gary Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, no. They roll the dice. Here comes an owl bear. Oh, what are you going to do with the owl bear? Probably kill it before it kills me. Set him on fire. I'm going to try to use level five animal casting and... Use animal husbandry skills to ride the owl bear into safety. All right, roll your dice. Ooh, a one. It uh, ripped my innards out, and I died. <laughs> it is game over. I need to roll up a new character again. Oh, what is your new character going to be? Same as the last one. Uh, yeah, of course, over the pandemic, I got in, I, I dabbled in the Dungeons & Dragons. I did not enjoy it nearly as much as I was hoping I would. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons used to be very fun. It, uh... I don't know about Zoom-wise, though. It was fine. It was a nice way yeah. to spend an evening, but... Yeah, but that's more just hanging out with buds, right? Just hanging out with buds, except none of them just were having... buds. They were just a bunch of dudes. Oh, fuck that, dude. You ever want to pretend to be a wizard? Fucking talk to me, bro. I'll let you cast spells Yo, bro, on me like, all night like long. I, like, I can't pretend to just be a wizard on my own. Dude, make me 20 feet tall. I don't give a fuck. Uh, so when they, they're looking at the body, they're all standing around. Uh, even Marie Saint plays Edie Doyle, uh, the, the sister of the, the murdered man. What and, movie did we just recently do with her? 
Wasn't that the Ian last one? She was one. in uh, Carol for Another Christmas. Oh, what a beautiful movie that we both loved. Christmas time was two weeks ago. Uh, Edie Doyle. Don't go. The apple tree. And uh, anyone else but me. No, no, no. She's given, she's given the local priest played by the great Carl Malden a uh, world of shit for uh, not... Molesting uh, children. You'd think, but nope, it's for... Uh, not uh, pointing out the corruption or some shit. And he's like, uh, oh, oh, okay, I guess I'll, I'll do that, pretty lady. He's like, oh, you need anything, meet me at the church. She's like, at the church? What good are you at the church? Yeah, why don't we you... need you here. Hey, we need you here. Putting. We need you where? On the waterfront. Oh, titular line. Um, so he's going to have a big meeting. Where he's going to talk about the conditions down on the dock and how everybody needs to be better, and it's going to everybody be the, needs to chill out. And it's at the it's at the church and the the friendly uh, Johnny Friendly and his uh, the top uh, brass of the union, they're all like, uh, oh, we gotta we gotta go down there and have somebody go down there and report on what's happening. So they send Marlon Brando, their best spy in disguise, to go down there and. Uh, snoop around and who's going who's sympathetic to this church guy who's gonna rat us out um and they uh they make fun of him there they go you're a jerk and then uh johnny friendly <laughs> you're a jerk johnny friendly's guys come down they start just smashing bats in the alley Very scaring rude. everybody uh, they smash the window yeah they throw a brick through the window they beat guys up uh Marlon they Brando. Take the Lord's name in vain, probably, at least within their hearts. Brando grabs Eva Marie Saint. They get out of there. Uh, a guy named Dugan uh, is persuaded by the, the priest to uh, give. He's going to testify. He's going to snitch. And then uh, they find out that he's going to do that. Uh, when they find when out, they say ah 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 ah. Mm-mm. So then the next day, when they're uh, doing their job of taking things off boats. They uh, just dump a whole pallet of uh, whiskey on him and uh, crush him to death. So that's that's fun. That's a fun way to die. Good amount of uh, weight, I would think, Heavy. on that pallet of whiskey. Heavy. Uh, Although he did steal one bottle, so he deserved it. But And here's the thing. If any of that glass should give you some kind of a wound, you're already... You're sanitizing it with the alcohol right away, so that's good. So it's smart to crush a man. But to I death. think it was like the skull and stuff that uh, probably uh, got crushed that uh, did him in. And then the priest comes down there, right? Yeah, and the priest is—he's down there, and uh, he, this is the scene where he's talking about every murder is a crucifixion, and uh, and how that the union bosses are just going to keep killing you if you uh, try to stand up for yourselves. And it's like, oh, man, if I was watching this in 1954, I'd be like, unions are bad, aren't they? And it's like, yeah. Mm. And it's, but it's like the fucking mob boss is up there fucking, they're like up there throwing tomatoes and bottles at them. It's, uh, it's a bad scene. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really cool shot with uh, when he rides the crane up. They fucking and he's got when he brings the body up out of the hole. Oh yeah, he's like yeah, standing yeah. there and it goes past all the, all the longshoremen like staring at him and the mob dudes. Yep. Yes, agreed. Yes. Cinema, 
cinematic. <laughs> the, the the celluloid on screen. On the aisle, Roger Ebert. He's saying, hey, they're bad people. Bad guys. Uh, Marlon Brando. Good uh, fellas. Marlon, bad guys. Marlon Brando uh, stays loyal to the union. He's not going to testify even though he gets subpoenaed. Um, and then they're like, uh, you got subpoenaed. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna say anything. I don't talk to like, What is this, the January 6th hearings? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> answering that. Uh, it's not like I stormed the Capitol. I'm just going to ignore that subpoena. I was defending myself when I was shot by security. Um, so he uh, he starts to fall in love with uh, Sweet Edie Doyle. Hard not to. What a catch. Oh, she's very nice. Um, and uh, he's starting to feel guilt about his role in murdering her brother and... I mean, it's taken him a little long to feel guilt. He should have been guilty right away. Yeah. Yup. Um, they uh, they keep trying to get him to testify. He won't do it. Um, and uh, he tells the priest about uh, how he uh, how he set the guy up to die at the beginning of the movie. And then the priest is like, um, "You got to tell it to the lady that you're trying to bonk." And he's like, no, I, yeah, I can't man, do if you're that. Get up in them guts. Gonna, you got to tell her. She's that not going to want to. She's not going to want to touch my dinky. And he's like, and they're like, there's more things to life, Terry Malloy, than getting your dinky touched. And he goes, no, no. Like, she's like, name three of them. Name three things that are more important than me. She's father. got. She got all the best coloring books, and I and I wanna I wanna touch her dinky too. So he's got a lot of. Uh, he's dumb. He's a boxer. Fourth week in a row that we've had a. a Boxer, what are we doing? The quiet it's, man. It was uh, I mean, it was back when from here to eternity, and now this. That was the sport, dude. We loved it, didn't we? It was huge in the fifties. Boxing, what a stupid ass thing. Put it on TV, explosion of TV, and they used to have the fucking fights. Uh, so they keep seeing uh, uh, Marlon Brando keeps getting spotted talking to the investigator, and he's not saying anything, but they're getting suspicious that he's gonna flip. So they uh they they have his brother played by Rod Steiger, uh, pick him up, and basically drive him out of town. And it, the idea is that if uh, convince him to behave and not snitch, or uh, murder your brother, and he's like, oh, okay, and he takes his brother out to the. All right. <laughs> I guess so if I have to. So then uh, Charlie uh he goes he goes. No, and then then it turns out that uh, Terry, uh, when he in his boxing career, he took a dive on a fight that he was easily going to win. It was going to set him up for the championship uh, fight, and he took a dive to help out his brother who was running bets. Am I getting this correct? Uh, yeah, it had something to do with Johnny Friendly, right? He took a dive for Johnny Friendly. Yeah, but Charlie is the one that like was like the go-between. And so he blames... Charlie for ruining his boxing career and then Charlie's like oh damn dude I did do that here have a gun and then, <laughs> and then kill yourself and then tells again him, and he just lets him out and then he goes like run away and then uh, he goes to see Edie and he's banging Does on the he, well he tells him he says the address, right? That's when he tells him that they're gonna they're going to Edie's house. Yeah, I think so. So he gives him the gun, and he goes to Edie's house to protect her. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they go and and a bang. 
probably well they end up smooching and she's got to lock the door and he doesn't see yeah dude a very uh no means no smooch yeah no 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 yeah she's like, not he's like no you want it she's not really into it um, and she's like no <laughs> and he's like nah you want it but then as as he's smooching this lady against her will uh, he hears his name being yelled up uh, through the window. They're going, Terry, come on down, Terry. Your brother's down here. Hey, he wants to down, talk Terry. to you. You gotta come down here and see your brother. Um, but then uh, as they go, as they run away, they're running from a truck that's chasing them down an alley. They find Charlie's body hanging on a hook in the alley. That's not where bodies. Yeah, are. this is first of all. This is why I don't go in the alley ever. But it's also like. That you know that something's wrong when your brother's body is hung on a hook in an alley, because that is not typically traditionally where brothers are supposed to be. Yeah, unless it's a thing that they're into. Uh, so they obviously they killed him. So you've they, lived a charm life. I don't know about your brothers, but my brother, neither of my brothers have ever um, been uh, found murdered in an alley. All right. I guess I'm lucky well, that must way. Be, it must be nice to have that uh, white privilege. It must be nice to have that sense of security. In your life. Um, so he's like, uh, Brando's like, fuck this. I'm going to go kill Johnny Friendly. And they're like, uh, okay. So then he goes down to Friendly's bar. Right. And the priest is like, whoa, wait. Don't do this. And he's like, go on my way, father. I'm, gonna, I'm going to the bottom bing. I'm going to go over here and kill this guy. Um, so, uh, but then the priest is like, no, no, no. Let's fight him in court. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. So then they uh, they testify. He testifies in the court, and then uh, Johnny Friendly is uh, flips the fuck out. Yeah, you're out. He gets in. You ain't he, gonna work any dog. He gets indicted. He bans Marlon Brando from any union job. Uh, Brando refuses to. Not only does he refuse to leave the city with uh, Edie, and not only does Edie continue to see this guy that uh, killed her brother, a real West Side Story sitch, but. Marlon Brando keeps showing up every day for work, and they're like, everybody gets to work today except for yeah. you, dickhead. Except this bag of shit. And then the uh, the other longshoremen, they start to stick up for him. They're like, nah, we're not working if he can't work. And it's like, all right, fuck, it's one fucking guy. And uh, as we all know, he, he has done bad things. So it's not like. Ah, we all done bad things, Ah, we Sean. all did. Um, So then uh, they have. Uh, Marlon Brando and Johnny Friendly square off. And then uh, the guys just beat the fucking shit out of Marlon Brando. Uh, while all the Dude, they fucking, fucking almost kill him. All the longshoremen are just standing there watching as the, as the goon squad just fucking tunes this dude's face up. Uh, and then they're just like, hey, you, you can't do that. And then somebody pushes Johnny Friendly into the river, and they all... Well, this uh, Pops does. Oh, yes, the uh, Pops Played toy. by the great Willem Dafoe. Boy, oh, boy, I'm going to have to take issue with that one. <laughs> uh, no, that's John F. Hamilton. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. It does look like Willem Dafoe a little bit. It does. If you're blind. And But they have a... Uh, there's a moment when they're like, we should... Like, all the longshoremen are like, we should stop this. And it takes... Enough time that they would he would have been dead. Mm. Yeah, they don't intervene, uh, but they do push. Uh, Pops pushes uh, Johnny Friendly into the river, and everybody laughs at him. Um, and then the priest Carl Malden steps up. That's when the when the 
fucking ship owner or whatever is like, we got to get these unloaded. And he's going around grabbing people. Yeah. Saying, you get to work. And they're all like, nah. Yeah. Do they- and Pops fucking pushes him off the ladder. So that essentially is like, well, union leadership is now a laughing stock because they're all laughing at this guy floating in the river. Uh, they they get Terry, uh, they get Brando up to his feet, and they go like, "Look, if you walk in there on your own, on your own two feet, Dude. these men will follow you." And it's like he just he needs to go to he's yeah the he emergency needs, room. Uh, he's probably going to be dead. Dude, he has internal injuries. Right Brain now. hemorrhaging. Right now, but I guess you laceration made of the spleen. You made your points. Seven arteries. They send him in. And they're like, now go work a 10-hour shift on the dock. God, we need to unload Fucking these bananas. Baby. We need these bananas not on the boat. There's a boat full of bananas. Go in, get the bananas, yeah. not on the boat. When I come back, I don't want to see this boat. <laughs> no banana on There's boat. There's boats full of bananas. <laughs> I want the bananas not in here. Not. Don't put them on a different boat. Don't put them in a different part of the boat. Take we need the boat bananas. With no bananas. Take the bananas and go bring them over there. Where? Fuck if I care. My job is to just bring the bananas we'll here. Get them off the boat. Where they go from there? Not my concern. My concern: getting the bananas here via sea vessel. I fulfilled oh, my obligation. Dude. You guys take the bananas and get them the fuck off my boat. That's all. Hey, bad bad news. The banana building's locked. Where are we putting these bananas again? I told you. <laughs> you put the fucking banana, shove a banana up your ass every day for the rest of your goddamn life. That's how much I don't give a shit what happens to the bananas, but I don't want them on my fucking boat anymore. I do know that. bananas look rotten to me. I don't give a shit about the quality of the bananas. Wait a minute. The These are plantains. The plantain is basically a banana. <laughs> You're pulling a rigmarole. <sighs> You're flim-flamming out in the banana business. Well, I'm sorry. There's a couple of rotten bananas in there. What, am I supposed to go back to the Dominican Republic with my boat to exchange them? He's he's flubbing, flooding the banana pocket. Banana pocket? He's flooding the banana pocket with bogus plantains. Yo, this is all good stuff. Uh, why, why do we why do we take the stuff off the boat? Why don't we just put the store on the boat and then the people can just come <laughs> buy the bananas off the boat? Where are we putting the plantains, though? Yeah, but what's a plantain? This is all usable material, oh, I think. Usable material that you can see tonight on stage live. Yeah, you should take this. Next so you comedy take stuff. this on stage. Um, Don't forget to enunciate to the back of the room, so everybody hears it. Yeah, they well, they all follow Brando in for a long day of carrying shit off of boats. Dude, it's got to be horrible. And Johnny Imagine. Friendly's just screaming, "I'll get you!" Soaking like wet. Your, bla- your brain is bleeding. Yeah. You can't, you should not, he should walk up to that thing and the guy should be like, legally, I can't yeah, let you're you gonna, in Yeah, you're going to, yeah, no. OSHA requires me to not let oh, you Oh, my beautiful bananas are finally here for my back. <laughs> Why are they covered in blood? What the fuck? These bananas are covered in a man's blood. It got a little bit dicey at the end there with that. With that voice. It looks like there's a gray matter on this what bananas. What nation are you from? Where are you from? Italian sir? Irish. Christ. All right, that was a good bit. Sean. That was good. Do that on stage. See if you don't get shanked. I probably won't. Attendance is low. Um, 
<laughs> Fuck it, it's probably the foot of snow we got. Uh, this movie is nominated. You're taking the train or you're driving, driving in? Driving in. I'm not a baby. The T probably doesn't work. It's <laughs> Almost right. certainly. It would take me twice, three times it as long to go to by Central. train. Yeah. Um, uh, it's nominated for 12 Academy Awards. Not not the record. 13 is still the record for Gone with the Wind. That was last week, right? Gone with the Wind and From Here to Eternity each do 13. This does 12. Uh, this one wins eight. It wins Pretty Best good. Motion Picture, Best Director, Best Actor for Marlon Brando, Best Supporting Actress for Eva Marie Saint. Story and screenplay goes to Bud Schulberg. Art Direction, Black and White. Cinematography, Black and White. Film Editing. The ones that it loses are, it's a three, there are three nominees for Best Supporting Actor. I really only should be two, in my opinion. Lee J. Cobb as Johnny Friendly, Carl Malden as The Priest, and Rod Steiger as uh, Charlie. Uh, Rod Steiger, you could sit this one out. Um, the, I, yeah. I assume I mean, they I must have split the vote somehow, right? Because Edmund. It had to be, right? Edmund, Who won it? Edmund O'Brien for the Barefoot Contessa. Is that Audrey Hepburn? Uh, it's a Humphrey Bogart, Ava Gardner. Um, but uh, three, they they lose the best supporting actor, uh, and then this one is, boy oh boy, this is fucking pretty egregious in my opinion because this was the first thing I noticed, the first thing I texted you about, uh, best music score of a dramatic or comedy picture, Leonard Bernstein nominated for his score does not win. What one? Something called. The high and mighty. What is what was the category? Best score for a best comedy? score for a dramatic. Well, they had two score. They had best music score of a dramatic or comedy picture, and then best scoring of a musical picture. All right. Um, but the score in this movie, it's the only time Leonard Bernstein ever did a film score that wasn't West Side Story or like a like a stage thing that he did. Yeah. It's fucking. It rips the whole time. It's so good. It's it's uh, a great movie, dude. Uh, no, I'm just talking specifically the music in the movie. It's like great music the whole damn time. I don't know. That one made me mad. Especially it was the Real only, mad? only the only film he ever scored. The rest of the time he's just I don't know doing Beethoven shit. I don't know what the fuck he does, but dude, it blows my mind that this didn't have to go up against Rear Window. I think it's still well. I don't know. I mean, Rear Window. I like Rear Window better. Better, but I don't know if it's the best picture. And it's just, I don't know. It's fucking so good. Uh, but on the waterfront, this is a great movie, though. Phenomenal I'm, movie. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to take away from that, but you better like stop. Rear Window you stop is the first time I watched Rear Window, dude. I was like, holy shit, dude. The first time I saw Rear Window was playing in the rear window as I was driving away from South Boston. Me, a math genius, finally having the balls to follow a girl to California. That's how I watched it. I set up a little TV on the back seat and I watched it in the rearview mirror. Okay. <laughs> I thought I would have some fun suggesting that gotta I gotta go see about a girl. I gotta go see about a girl, the film about a girl, starring Hugh Jackman. I mean, I don't like Rare Window should have absolutely taken like set design and shit. It should have been nominated. How was that not nominated? It should have been nominated over Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which 
as you have heard earlier in this episode, a <laughs> special treat is uh, <laughs> one of my least favorite things I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. I watched a clip on YouTube last night. Oh, my God. Like a, like a two-minute clip, and I don't think I made it all the way through. It's in Technicolor, which always kind of – I don't love Technicolor. Uh, they all have, like, Satan beards and red hair. They all look like the devil. It's very rapey, isn't it? Oh, like certainly. They, yeah. It's – uh Yeah. So I don't know how it didn't get in there. They just they hate. Is that a? It's a Disney. Is it a Disney no, movie? No, it's a twentieth century Fox or MGM or something like that. It feels like a Disney thing. But they hate. They hate Hitchcock, and maybe maybe he's just not putting his movies up. Because Rear Window is I the beginning of a run for Hitchcock. Hitch. Alfred Hitchcock. What do you mean? Are you saying that he said, "Don't nominate my movies"? I don't want them. I mean, how else do you explain? Do people it? do that? I think you. I, Who does that? I don't know what. How do these movies not get nominated for Best Picture? All right, here's the run that we're in. It's 1954. Uh, he does Dial M for Murder in Rear Window in '54. Uh, so. Yeah, the last couple of years, he's made some things. Rope, Strangers on a Train, something called Under Capricorn, Stage Fright. I'm sure these are all fine, fun movies. Then he makes To Catch a Thief. Okay. Great. Then he makes The Trouble with Harry the same year. So he makes To Catch a Thief and The Trouble with Harry. Harry. I fucking love. Another classic episode, Sean Michael Sullivan. Yeah, not my favorite Hitchcock, perhaps my least favorite. Not my favorite Hitchcock, but... Uh, incredibly watchable Hitchcock. And I'm totally fine with it not being nominated for Best Picture. Okay. So then he comes back 1956. He's got The Man Who Knew Too Much and The Wrong Man. Then in 1958, he makes Vertigo, which everybody loves. Yeah. Then the next year, he makes North by Northwest, which is my favorite Hitchcock. Then the year after that, he makes fucking Psycho. And then he makes The Birds, and it's like not a single one of those movies that we just talked about getting nominated for Best Picture, and it is it's so wild, insane, fucking crazy. So wild. Now, we could do this rant about Hitchcock not getting nominated every uh, week for the next six weeks. I think we do. Yeah, we usually do, but I think this is, we'll do the deep dive now. He should have been nominated for all of them. Psycho and Vertigo and North by Northwest probably should have won. What we yeah, doing? he definitely deserved uh, a nomination, I think, for Rear Window, Psycho, The Birds, Vertigo, To Catch a Thief. I think Rope could have got one. Rope was is fantastic. And it's a, Rope's only like, I want to say it's like fucking 80 minutes, maybe a little longer than that. I don't think it's an hour and a half. So it's one of those, you know, quick watches. It's got... Uh, Jimmy Stewart in it in a, like a supporting role, which I think he was he nominated for that. I don't recall. I don't think so. Uh, but maybe also maybe he it's was. It's insane though. It's, it feels like did he get did he get fucking caught up in the House on American activities? Was it something with that? I don't know. Did Ilya? What's that? How do you say Ilya, Ilya Kazan? Kazan? 
Did he say, yeah, I saw Alfred Hitchcock at the CCP party. I saw Big Fat Eggman standing down there. He was rooting for the Soviet Union hockey team at the Olympics. He was giving pitching advice to Fidel Castro. He was doing that dance where you squat down and kick your legs up while your arms are crossed. Seen him do it with that furry hat on his head. He was standing in a bread line. I saw that dude drink vodka. Next week on the program, it's the shortest film to ever win Best Picture. Oh, really? What, how, what are we talking? How short? Uh, I don't know. We'll save all that what is fun it? trivia for next week. But it's Marty. Oh, Marty's a great fucking flick. Starring Ernest Borgnine. Dude. Uh, not a lot of... Other nominees are going to get watched by me. I'll tell you that for free. Have you seen Marty before? Never have, other than uh, I know it's uh, John Turturro's uh, character's favorite movie from Quiz Show. It is a uh, study of a movie. Thank you for that <laughs> critical analysis. It's a love story. It's a love story. It's two, two widows fighting each other. In a world that uh, is built for them to stay apart and to also murder people in their sleep because they're cyborgs. Wait, oh, well. Now, I'm just changing it up so when you watch the movie, you'll be like, none of this was what he said. Bill? I don't want to do spoiler alerts anymore, Sean. It's my, it's my resolution for 2022. I'm not going to spoil anything anymore unless it's really good payoff at the end. You know, like if I told you you were adopted. What? Ha <laughs> ha! Good payoff at the end.